Hey everybody, this is Jana, and welcome to the Advance Your Belly Dance podcast. This week we're talking about business tools. So what can you use to make your life easier? What tools do you absolutely need? Which ones are optional that you can find either the free versions or you can pay a little bit every month, but that definitely make your life easier when you're running your dance business. So I want to go ahead and first talk about what you definitely do need no matter what stage of dance you are in. If you're, if you're thinking about becoming a professional, you definitely need these two things, one of which is a website, a professional website, and a professional email address. So for your website, what you can use is either, of course, hire a designer to do it for you, or if you wanted to try and give it a hand yourself, which I'll give you some recommendations for that later on, but if you're trying to do it yourself, you definitely want to go with websites that make it easy for you to do it yourself. So websites, for example, like Squarespace. I use Squarespace for my design clients. I use it for my own websites. I've used other platforms before, but Squarespace, in the end, I found it was the easiest and the prettiest one in the end. You can really focus on design, yet still keep it very clean and simple. You don't have to mess around with any coding unless it's something specifically that you really want that's not in the template. And you don't have to worry about coding it so that it looks good on your mobile phone or tablet. So it's automatically um, responsive. So the website sizes to the screen that it's being shown on. You can also host your own domain through Squarespace, but I personally use another one, which I'll mention next. And it's really easy to set up. There's plenty of videos out there that help that can help you uh, set it up yourself. And there's plenty of templates that Squarespace has that you can look at how they've done it and you can just kind of plug in and go. It's obviously a bit more than hosting it on WordPress where you pay a yearly or well, monthly fee or yearly fee from a third-party hosting website like um, Bluepress. But I personally, I've worked with WordPress websites before, and I personally like the look and feel of Squarespace. Unless you're having a completely redone website, custom-made for you in a certain template or theme, and that's run on WordPress, there's no reason for you to really need it. Bloggers can still use Squarespace. If you still have a blog, you can definitely still blog on Squarespace platform. You don't need WordPress. So, and like I said, it's what I use for my clients, um, for my design agency, and it's what I use for um, my own website, for both my design agency and for my dance business. So it's very easy to use, and if you want to give it a hand to try yourself, then you can definitely do that. Also, one of the good things about Squarespace is that it has different payment options. Obviously, pay per year. It's a bit cheaper than if you you can try it out first per month. But it also has coupon codes that if you just type in Squarespace uh, coupon offer, they have it on their website. 
so they want you to be able to try it out yourself at a cheaper rate if that's what you really want to do and you don't have to go around searching for affiliate links or anything like that they list it right on their website so definitely check out squarespace.com for web hosting next would be where you register your domain at which is the url link so the one that i use is called name silo and you can find it just on namesilo.com there's thousands and thousands of domain registrars out there that you can find and use yourself um, you can also, like I said, if you're doing the Squarespace option, you can do it through Squarespace. This is personally the cheapest that I found, and it's really easy to manage all at once. I have them all in my, um, in all in my account, and I can just manage them all at once. It's really an easy setup. They have different template setups for if you need to connect your domain or have to, um, figure something out within your registration it's really easy and the customer service is really quick to respond as well you don't have to use this like i said you can use something else but i found this one to be really no frills cheap at the same time but it, it does it's the job it's supposed to for your email marketing so email marketing is something that you need to start i would recommend to start from the beginning even if you're not sure what it is you're going to offer in your dance business, if it's going to be you want to be hired for gigs only or if you want to teach other dancers or you want to have DVDs, try and have some kind of email marketing strategy to start with that you're collecting people's email addresses when they go onto your website or even if you host a workshop or you're teaching a workshop, that they can easily sign up for it if they want to. So I've mentioned before, one of the things that you do need is a professional email address, which is any email address that does not end with gmail or yahoo.com. <laughs> so a professional email address is really key to making yourself look like professional because you don't apply for jobs and have your old, I don't know, email address on the resume that is totally unprofessional sounding same thing with dance you don't want to have something that doesn't make you come off as you're running your own business and that you are professional so this is something that would end in the url for your website so for mine it's at jana-danceartist.com and it's what sets you apart also from um, people that aren't as professional and it makes you look more legit so the ones that you can use for, of course, are Google apps. They have, of course, a ton of um, products that you can use for your business and you can register. I believe it's only five euro or five dollars a month to set up a professional email address through Google. So it'll still be at your URL uh, link, but you can log into the Google interface and, and see your email addresses and handle from there. If you're not yet ready to pay for that, then you can definitely use this other option. It's called Zoho Mail. And their business emails are free and very easy to set up. And you can create multiple email, address, email addresses under one URL. So let's say you have a website that you're selling products and you want a customer service email address. So customer service at so on and so on.com. 
then you can set that up in addition to another email address where people ask you for booking information or something like that. So that way, if you do ever outsource any work that you have looked over by an assistant or something like that, then they can just log in for you and check it. And then you also have separate emails. You can kind of filter them out. You don't have to get 50 emails in one inbox that are related to five other different things. The next tool that I recommend for email marketing is MailChimp. And this is the king of email marketing. There's different ones out there. I know there's um, Infusionsoft, is it? Or Aweber and ConvertKit is a newer one. But MailChimp, I always go back to. I've recently tried ConvertKit. I've tried it like two or three times, but I just, I couldn't get into it. And if you are someone that has a blog and offers content upgrades where you want people to sign up to get that content upgrade in their email address, then definitely do check it out. But for me, it wasn't right for my website and it and I found it to be a bit too simplistic. MailChimp is prettier in the design area and also being a designer, that mattered to me. And I liked the ease um, in which you could do the automated uh, welcome series if you wanted or even my free less is more course is run through MailChimp. So when you register for that, you get um, the emails automatically. I don't have to go in and send it myself. I don't have to worry about if you are, I don't know, if you didn't read it last day, like you'll get it anyway. So I don't have to do anything except just give you the link to sign up and which I have on the website and MailChimp does the rest. I use this for advanced subscription and and with MailChimp, the good thing is that if you sign up for the free account, you still get enough of the features to see how much you're really going to use it before you buy the advanced subscription. So anyone can register for free. I believe it's up to 2,000 subscribers. And you can't use the automated features un until you upgrade, but you still can set up your email lists and you can set up the codes to put on your website and it's really integrated with a lot of um, products out there, a lot of service products out there. And you can not have to worry about collecting like, okay, this person, I have to add them manually and this like that. So there's a lot of documentation and support on their website. So you can really spend one afternoon figuring out how to set it up, but it's really easy and it's really, like I said, designed very well. The interface is really easy to work with. If you are not yet sure if you want to do the advanced option, the one where you have to pay, and I believe it's something like $8 a month, um, you and but you do want to send people to a particular link on your website, but you don't want to go in and email it to them, what you can do is that your welcome email, so when people first subscribe, they get a confirmation email, they have to confirm, and then they get like a welcome email. You can create a link to what it is that you want them to visit. For example, for my design business, I have a free resource library when someone signs up. In the welcome email, I have the password and the link to that where they can just, as soon as they sign up, they get this automatic email 
and they just click and they have access to that. So that's a way to kind of go around the automated option without having to pay for the advanced subscription. You can only do this per newsletter list. If you have multiple lists, then you can only do it once per list um, until you obviously subscribe for the professional one and the subscription, and then you can set it up for however much you want. But So this is one way to get around it to see if it's really worth it. And you don't have to um, worry about it not integrating with other platforms. If you're using Squarespace, there's a MailChimp button. Um, there's a lot of help online. If you Google, it's really easy to set up and it saves me a headache when it comes time to collect email addresses. So I am sure it can save you a headache. Like I said, MailChimp is not the end all be all of all email marketing options, but it's pretty high up there and that's one of the reasons I use it. It's just easier to work with than other options that I've tried. Also a little tip, if you do pay for the subscription that costs I believe $10 or eight, eight to $10, I'm not sure in dollars how much it is. I know in Euro I only pay eight Euro, but if you sign up for the two-factor authentication, which is basically just getting a text when you try to log on, then it saves you, I think, 10% or something just just for signing up for this option that's making your account more secure anyway. So that's something to check out. The next tool that's really helpful if you are sending emails, like not email marketing like newsletter, but sending emails to people is Boomerang. So Boomerang is this app for Gmail and you can use it for your business email hosting. You don't have to do it at the gmail.com address. You, once you have your professional email address, you can still use Boomerang. And this is basically scheduling emails ahead of time. The difference between this and email marketing and newsletters is that your newsletter is something that you send out weekly for either offers or blog posts or like with um, my newsletter, you get, if, you, if you're signed up, you get every Sunday a belly dance tip. And that's not me sending it to one person about something. That's me sending it to all the people that signed up on the list. Boomerang works within the actual email address. So if you, for example, get a question about a booking uh, inquiry, but you happen to read it at like 11 p.m. that night, and you don't want them to think that you're working 24-7, <laughs> which I'll mention in a bit why that's bad, but you do want to remember that you are going to answer them, then this is a good tool to use. Then you just schedule it to send the next day at 9 a.m. So you can send your response during office hours and you didn't forget to send it, and but you're also not sending at 11 p.m. If you do use the Zoho, the business emails from Zoho, the free option that I mentioned earlier, they have a send later feature as well. So you have to click within dashboard and it's labeled just as send later and you and you uh, program what time you want to send it to. So this is great for following up as well or answering questions, like I said, outside of office hours. And the reason that you don't want to seem available 24 seven is because people will not value your time if you do not value your time. So if you're constantly working, then it's as if you're saying, I, 
I am working all the time, I have no life, and therefore you can take advantage of my working hours. And that's just not how people, professionals are operating in the real world. So real businesses have office hours and you should too. So moving on to tools for social media marketing. Before I go into the tools for this, I wanna mention real quick, social media marketing is something that you should be doing but if you're not on top of it constantly, it's not the end of the world. So your number one priority in your dance business should be about doing what it is that you're saying you're offering. <laughs> so if you are the premier wedding entertainer in your city, then working on your music set and contacting clients, that is what you should be doing, That's what you're focusing on. All these other things, are extras, additional things to help make your life easier and help make you not constantly hustle and struggle to do that one thing that you said you're going to do. So for example, email marketing. If you want someone to go to your website but you want them to hire you, first get them to sign up for your email list so that you have their information in the future in case that they are not ready to hire you now, but maybe in a couple of months. And that's something that you're not going to have to chase down uh, looking for the person that may have wanted to hire you once, but you don't have their email address. And now we have to Google and see, find out, no, you already have all their information and then you can follow up with them later. This is what these tools are for. They're to help you do that one thing that you say that you're doing. Even if you're doing multiple things, that's fine, but just keep creating those things and use these tools to help you keep creating that one thing or few things. For me, it's um, creating my courses and DVDs and also this podcast. So the tools that I have for my business, for my dance business, all are supporting that. They're not supposed to take away time from my day and from my week to just be focusing on entirely just that, on social media, on just an email. They're supposed to be helping me do the things that I'm setting out to do. With social media, it's really, really easy to get caught up in the latest app and the latest trend and the latest this and that. So just focus on I would suggest on one or two platforms where your ideal audience is hanging out at, so people that you are trying to reach out to, and two that you actually enjoy using. If you don't like using Facebook, but a lot of people, a lot of dancers are on Facebook and that's your audience, you are wanting to market to other dancers, then perhaps think about joining a Facebook group where it's more likely that when you post something, everyone will see it. So try to see what platforms you like and what parts of those platforms you do like. And at the same time, where people, where your people are hanging out at. So the tools for social media marketing that can help save you oodles of time a week are Buffer. I would suggest Buffer for social media scheduling. If you are really into posting articles and you want to schedule out your tweets and stuff, Buffer is a lifesaver. There's so many other options that you can use as well, but Buffer has a 
free option that I find really handy. And even their, um, I believe they call it the awesome plan, is little as $10 a month. And if you're really, really on top of your social media game and have a lot of things to post, then it's well worth the money because you can post across multiple platforms. I believe it has Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, Facebook groups, LinkedIn, you name it, they probably have it up there now. So it's a really good one to use if you are really wanting to get serious about your social media scheduling and you have stuff to schedule. It's not worth the money if you only have, if you only tweet once here or there. But if you're really, okay, you have all these links that you want to post on these days and that time and this and that, then it's a really good tool to look into. It's also popular enough of a tool that it connects to other services and products that you can automate even easier, which I'll talk about in a little bit. Plus, their blog has really great insights and tips into social media marketing. So if you're a total newbie to the world of digital marketing, I really recommend reading um, some of their articles. They're really helpful. They also have a podcast out on social media now. And if you're just wanting to figure out how a platform works or what should you be doing here, they have some really great, well thought of, well in-depth blog articles that you can read and use for your own business. The next tool that I use as well is called RecurPost, and it's a newer one. And I use this for handling Facebook group automation. So right now I have two Facebook groups that I run. One is for one of my online courses, Improvisation Station, where only classmates, only people that have purchased the course can join that one. So if anyone happens to have a question about the course or anything related to that, they can feel free to ask there and I can post and other classmates can post as well. The other Facebook group is the one for, as well for this podcast, it's the Advance Your Belly Dance Facebook group. And anyone can, anyone that's a dancer can ask to join and I add you in there. The problem with running Facebook groups is that it requires upkeep (laughs) and a lot of social media scheduling tools haven't caught on to that yet. So Buffer now has it, but there's not that many where you can post something every week without having to manually go in and add it every single week. So this is why I like RecurPost because you can create a sort of library, a content library, and you can label it and you can set it for what day you want it to send every week or every month or every day or something like that. So for example, for the Advance Your Belly Dance group, I have a prompt on Wednesdays and Fridays. So Wednesdays I'm asking people what are they working on and people can type in what they're working on, practicing, and if they need help with something or they have a question related to that prompt. And Friday's the same, they get to promote um, whatever it is they wanna promote. And for me to have scheduled just these two things on other platforms, I have to go in and add it twice every single week. I have to just, same picture, same text. Whereas with recur posts, I just create a content library and I just say, okay, pull this picture for this day and that's it. And I don't have to do anything ever again. There's another app out there or another tool out there, I believe it's meetedgar.com, which is the exact same thing. It's just been around a bit longer and you pay 
$40 a month for it. And you can do that with your Twitter and Facebook accounts where you can just have it pull automatically every month from this content library. But Recurpost is free. So I would check that out first to see if that is what you want before purchasing the more advanced versions. Recurpost also has ones that you can purchase for more uh, social media accounts. But for now, me personally, I've only been using it for Facebook uh, groups. As with most of these tools, you'll find that there's free and advanced options. Always check out the free ones first or if you're going to pay for it, pay for the monthly one, monthly one where you can change your subscription if you ever find yourself that you're not using it that much. So, Recur Post itself could be honestly a bit simpler and more well designed, but they are newer, so hopefully they will update in the near future. So, and like I mentioned, it's free and it's a great tool. It saves me a lot of time too. And another thing that you can do with Recurpost is that if you're creating content library, for example, what I do with the podcast, I'll have one that says podcasts, and then I just pop in the link to the episodes, and then I don't have to worry about promoting that podcast episode in the future, because at one point it will show up on my feed when I wanted to. So the next tool that is really helpful is Pocket, and you use this for collecting links that you want to share. So it's getpocket.com, and it's basically like a cloud-based bookmarking app where you store links you want to read later. It downloads the links as offline reads to your phone or tablet, so you can also read them on the go. You don't need internet connection. And this is really great and helpful when you found an article that you want to read, but you don't have the time to read it right away. I use this tool to also help me with my social media scheduling when I want to schedule an interesting article I read, but I don't have it in my phone right now and I just don't have the time to read it. So I have this hooked up to this other program that I'll mention next. It's called If This Then That. So when I favorite a link, if I just hit the little star button, it sends it automatically to my queue for Twitter, for example. So that I don't even have to copy them, paste the link and write something. It's just, I send it automatically to my queue and it posts whenever it's time to post on uh, my Twitter account. So this saves me a lot of time and headache and trying to remember what link and who wrote it and how having to have a thousand bookmarks on my own laptop and it's all there. I use this more for my design business, not so much for my dance, um, because I'm not on Twitter for dance a lot. It's all automated, which I'll talk about later. And um, yeah, so I just I just use it more for my design business. But it's a really great tool to just have in your life when you're just reading articles and you want to remember to share something later. The next two tools that are really helpful for automating are, as I mentioned, If This Then That, IFTT, and Zapier. I'm not sure if that's pronounced correctly, but I'll just say Zapier for this episode. These two are the best tools for automation. What I mean by automation is that you don't have to physically go in yourself and do a command, like set a command for something to send or something to post or anything like that. So IFTT has a bunch of possible automation recipes 
that really simplify your life and Zapier is the same but they have a pro version where you pay monthly and you have more features. I use the free version for IFTT and I use it more um, although both are really great it's just I happen to start on IFTT and that's where I've stayed but Zapier is also really good I've tried it as well. You can automate practically everything between the two from sending automatic Twitter replies when someone follows you to automatically pinning your latest Instagram photo to your Pinterest board, to posting a native Instagram photo on your Twitter account, and so on and so on. So you can really have a lot of fun with this and it can really save a lot of time on your weekly social media scheduling work. The way I use this for dance is that, as I mentioned, I'm not on Twitter a lot and even on my own Facebook page, I, have, I don't post I don't go in there myself to post updates. I have a content library where I have things that I want shared at least once a month or twice a month or something like that. And I still want to maintain a presence there, but I'm not necessarily pushing for followers and likes. So those are the two platforms that I've decided to have as my secondary platforms. And I'll talk about this in another episode, um, how I do social media marketing and how it may help you. But because those two are my secondary platforms, that's where I just automate a lot, where I don't have to worry about it. So for Twitter, whenever I post, because I'm on Instagram a lot more, when I post a picture on Instagram, it posts to Twitter, but not that link where a lot of people just, for example, they say, okay, if I post on Facebook, let me just, it'll automatically send to Twitter. And then you see that tweet where it just says, I just posted something on Facebook, which is kind of annoying because then you have to click it and then it loads in the browser. And then you're just like, what? Why don't you just have the post there? You know, you're not supposed to just share the same thing across all things without any difference. And if you are sharing it, at least let it be native to that app. So I didn't want just a link to the Instagram on a tweet. So instead, what I use IFTT for is it tweets with the caption up to 140 characters, of course, of my Instagram photo that I want posted, but the photo as well. It's not just a link to the photo in Instagram, it's the actual photo pops up on Twitter. And to be honest, I don't check my dance Twitter like ever no idea if anyone's even seeing it i don't i don't know how many followers i have i just i don't even care to be honest but i figured if i'm going to have a profile there it needs to be something and it does still redirect to instagram because it shows that i'm clearly on instagram more so that is how i use iftt for twitter another way i use it for is um for facebook so if I like a video on YouTube, it goes into my queue on Buffer to post to Facebook. Now it sounds a bit complicated, but basically it's just if I like a latest dance video, I really like this dancer and I want to share it, but I don't want to copy the link and put it in the queue and this and that. I just click like on YouTube and it sends it to Buffer and it sets up in the next uh, queue in the next schedule to post this YouTube video on my Facebook page and that all I had to do was click I, that I liked it 
So this really saves me from having to create all new content for every single platform and at the same time letting them all just kind of die with silence because I just don't use them that much. So it's a kind of nice middle ground. I'll still go in and check, obviously, when you log into Facebook, you can see if anyone's liked or commented or asked a question or something like that. I will still answer if that happens, but for the most part, it's just nice to to not have to worry about all the social media platforms, but at the same time, still having somewhat of a presence there. Later is a Instagram post scheduling tool, and it's latergram.com. And before you were not able to schedule Instagram posts, like you're able to schedule a Facebook post or tweet. Now Buffer has it, but this one is also a really great alternative. And it's also prettier to see all your posts that they're going to appear on Instagram. And it's a really easier overview if you're planning your content on Instagram. So because Instagram does not allow third parties to third party apps to post directly to the app in the future, it what this um, app does, what this later app does is you can schedule your posts and then it sends you a notification on your phone when it's time to post. It copies the photo and the caption and it just takes you to Instagram and you just literally paste the pictures already up there and then you paste the caption, that's it. So you do have to be on your phone when you do want to schedule it, but it's not like you have to come up with a caption at the time and it, it does help save you time. I'm not sure if Instagram is going to have an option where they finally just let you post the same way that like on Twitter and Facebook where you can just post through third-party apps. But for now, this is how it has to be. So you have to just get a notification on your phone from the app that it's time to post, and then you just copy um, and paste the caption and the photo. So I really like their feed overview, which is where you can see your feed in the way that people visiting your profile can see it. So it has the grid. And it's a really good way to see what you're posting if it is on brand and if it matches the rest of your Instagram. So you have to kind of look at your Instagram posts and see, okay, I posted a lot of videos this week. Maybe I should post a picture of this or I posted way too many selfies here. I should post a picture of this. And so you want to think about your Instagram as a virtual magazine where it has to be really pretty and concise. You're telling a story about yourself and your business and you want to make sure that story makes sense. So Later and Buffer both have Instagram scheduling tools, which make that a whole lot easier. The next tool that is really helpful for Pinterest is Tailwind. So Pinterest is awesome, and you can go into Pinterest and spend hours and hours and hours pinning things. But because we all have lives to live and businesses to run, (laughs) we can't see you spending so much time on Pinterest scheduling and you need to get more strategic about posting so this is where this app comes into effect so it's called Tailwind and it's a really great way to schedule schedule multiple posts to different boards all at once so if you wanted to post a blog post you let's say you have a board 
for your blog posts and for health and fitness for belly dancers and the blog post you want to post is related to both then you can send it to both boards um, at the same time if you want so that way it's not just in one in case you have followers that are only in one but not the other they also have suggested times to post so you can get maximum engagement so it will analyze your pinterest profile and see at what time is best to post for you they also have additional analytics when you um, sign up for the professional option and then you can really get into the nitty-gritty but again don't overwhelm yourself so much with that just figure out if you need to be posting at this time and what you should be posting on pinterest pinterest is a really good social media channel to focus on because it acts as google it's a search engine tool it's not just like facebook and twitter where people are just talking to one another and sharing links people go to pinterest to search so it's essentially like a search engine like google and that is a really good social media channel to be on if you want to be found so if you have especially if you have a product a little harder to do with services but if you have a product that you're selling that you can ship for example or that anyone can buy that's a really good one to focus on because anyone can search so if you are a vendor for veils and you want to be found on pinterest then you better be pinning things related to veils veils you can veil pictures of the ones that you have or veils uh, pictures of veils that other belly dancers have or whatever but that is one that people will go in and search even in google if they type in belly dance veils pinterest for sure will probably be in the top five searches it'll say pinterest um, results over however many thousand pins so you want to get on that if you are selling a product pinterest is the place to be and tailwind is one of those scheduling apps that really helps us so you're not constantly on pinterest having to pin your own stuff so here are some tools that you can use for other system organization needs that you may have in your business Google Drive is great for organizing all your projects. It's also free. You can just go to drive.google.com with your Gmail address and you can create all sorts of projects and stay organized within the app. You can also set it to look at projects offline in case you're on the road and you need to read over something or you didn't have internet access at the time. This is where all my current projects live and it keeps me super organized. It lets me work on newsletter posts and podcast scripts no matter what computer I'm on. So it's within the Google Drive account that I can just access anywhere. And best of all, it's totally free and you can use it across multiple devices and as I've mentioned, offline. Google Keep. I use as a to-do list and it's a more elaborate to-do list than me handwriting things and hoping that I get them done at some point. Google Keep is also free and you can also just uh, hook it up to your email address. You can have it in there when you log onto your Gmail. And I use it as a simple list because I have multiple to-do lists and they're really expansive and never ending. So I use Google Keep as a simple list of my top three tasks for that day. Once I check them off, 
I can see how many other tasks I've accomplished so far. And that gives me a better overview of what I've been doing. And it's also a nice little pick-me-up when you feel like you haven't done enough this week. You can see everything that you've checked off that you've done. Trello is a really good tool for system organization. The way I use it is to keep my ideas and tasks organized. So this is beyond just a simple to-do list on Google Keep. This is, okay, I have this launch coming up. What are all the things I need for that launch and things within those things that I need to get done? It's a good visual feed of specific project tasks and you can share them with other members such as your assistant, for example. I have separate boards for my different businesses and within those boards I have several cards based on what type of tasks I need to do. And this gives me a general view of what I should be doing weekly, daily, and in the near future to complete a certain project. It's also free and they do have a professional option but if you are a one-person business, then you could probably just use the free one without any problem. For keeping track of finances and sending invoices, I use Wave Apps. So that's waveapps.com. And I'm all about finding free apps and platforms, and this is by far the best free financial dashboard that I've come across. You can keep track of your finances and send invoices all for free. If you do collect payment via credit card, it does charge, I believe, 2 to 3% per credit card processing, but it's no different than collecting payment through PayPal or Stripe, for example. And come tax time, you can just print out the overview so you can see what's a business expense and what is personal. This is a good free finance tracker as well as a business tool where you can send invoices, so you can invoice clients. So this is a really good way to keep up with how you've been doing this year. And you can also take pictures of receipts and store it within the dashboard. You can connect to a, your bank and you can have it send exactly what you've been using your bank account for. And it's safe and fine to use and if you're in the US you probably have more options than I do here in Europe with regards to connecting to your bank account and seeing what it is that you've been spending money on how much has been coming in and so on it's a US based app I believe so it has more US based banks than European ones and last but definitely not least for the tools for measuring website analytics is Google Analytics if you aren't measuring any analytics from your website, then you could be missing out on business and what you can be doing to change your website and doing in your business. Google Analytics is totally free and you can connect it to your website and you can track who found your site, how they got there and how long they stayed. This is important because you can see what's working and what isn't. If there is a high bounce rate, which means how quickly people left your site, then you need to be looking at your first page, your home page, and seeing what it is making people click away. You can also see where people are spending their time on. There's, um, if you use Google Chrome as your browser, there's a Google Analytics um, extension that you can have when you're viewing your website. So you can see where is it that people are spending more time on and clicking on. This is really helpful, especially if you are designing your own website 
and you're not a designer, but you are on a budget and you want to just get a website up there, you can see then what is it that people are liking and what is it that you could improve on. And again, like I said, this is free, so there's no reason to not have it. There's other Google apps that you can use that are also free. Um, Webmaster Tools is a great one where you can see what keywords when people search a certain keyword, which ones take them to your website. That's also a really good one to have. And again, it's free once you set up your website and you send it off to Google to be indexed in the search, then these are the tools that you do to track to. Then these are the tools that you use to track your website analytics and progress. So I know this was a lot of information, a lot of tools, but don't feel pressure to have all of them or any of them if you really are not there yet. These are the things that I use, not just for my dance business, but as I mentioned, for my design business, and they help simplify my life. But I personally don't recommend that you start off with all these tools. Pick one or two in areas that you feel like you could use some help in and see how you like them. And these tools are supposed to help you with your business, help you run your dancing career instead of making you spend so much time on them that you're forgetting the one thing that you should be doing, which is whatever it is in your business that you are focusing on. So don't spend too much time on each of these tools, especially the social media ones. You can really get wrapped up in that. But just think, was it, what is the thing that you need help in? And what product out there could be helping me save time for my week? That's the whole point of these tools, to help save your time and help save you money because time is money. And that way you don't have to worry about not keeping on top of the other parts in your business, but at the same time not having to focus so much on it. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I would love to hear what kind of tools you use in your dance business. So if you haven't yet, join the Facebook group. Come join the Advance Your Belly Dance Facebook group and come share some tools that you are using that help save time, so much time in your week and your day to run your business. Thanks again. I'm Jonah and see you again next week.